This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Let's start out, Mark, with uh, an ice story. Now, this isn't about frozen water. No, no, it's not. Well, um, it, it, it's a, uh, it, it's on the NewYorkTimes.com. Uh, Nina Bernstein reports an agent, a green card, and a demand for sex. Hmm. No problem so far, the immigration agent told the American citizen and his 22-year-old Colombian wife at her green card interview in December after he stapled one of their wedding photos to the application for legal permanent residency. He had just one more question. What's her cell number? As in cell phone? Yeah. The calls from the agents started about three days later. He hinted, she said, his, at his power to derail her life and deport her, um, her relatives, alluding to a brush she had with the law before her marriage. He summoned her to a private meeting, and at noon on December the 21st, in a parked car on the Queens Boulevard, he named his price, not realizing that she was recording everything on the cell phone in her purse. Wow. I want sex, he said in the recording. One or two times, that's all. You get your green card, you won't have to see me anymore. She reluctantly agreed to a future meeting, but when she tried to leave his car, he demanded oral sex. Right then. Hmm. To know that you're serious. Seal the deal. And despite her protest, she said, he got his way. The 16-minute recording, uh, which the woman first took to the uh, New York Times and then to the Queens District Attorney, suggests the vast power of the low-level immigration law enforcers and a growing desperation on the part of immigrants seeking legal status. Wow. The aftermath, which included the rest of of an immigration agent last week, underscores the difficulty and danger of making a complaint, even in the rare case when abuse of power may have um, been caught on tape. Oh, no. What did they do to her? No one knows how widespread sexual blackmail is, but... The case echoes their instances of uh, sexual coercion that have surfaced in recent years, including agents criminally charged in Atlanta, Miami, Santa Ana, California. You're talking about immigration agents all charged in those places. That's correct. Because this is a new kind of uh, corruption story. Normally when you hear about sexual uh, exploits on the part of uh, the uh, government people, it's usually the police. You know, it's usually the cops pulling someone over. Anytime you give someone power, power, yeah, and you prance a hot woman in front of them, or you know, whatever it is that they particularly like, mm-hmm. you're going to see these instances. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's, there's, I, to me, I just don't understand why in a free country that free people can't cross the borders freely. Well, let's get to that in a moment. Let's. I want to continue the story here because I'm wondering. Uh, the first thing I thought when you started reading this story was. Well, she recorded the conversation, obviously without his permission. What's New York law say about that? Because I don't know what the, what it says. It doesn't seem to uh, make, have made a difference. He got him fired. Got himself fired. Oh, okay, good, good, because it sounded to me like there were going to be more consequences for her. I thought that's what you were suggesting. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, and, and it raises broader questions about the system's vulnerability to corruption at a time when millions of non-citizens uh, live in a kind of legal no-man's land, increasingly fearful of seeking the law's protection. Mm. The agent arrested last week. Isaac Bechu, uh, 46, himself an immigrant from uh, Guyana, handled some 8,000 green card applications during his three years as an adjunct in the uh, Garden City, New York office of the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. That's a lot of applications. You think that was his first time trying that little game? Maybe. Probably I doubt not. It. Yeah. 
part of the Department of Homeland Security, he pleaded not guilty to felony and misdemeanor charges of coercion, coercing the young woman to perform oral sex and of promising to help her secure immigration papers in exchange for further sexual favors. Not guilty, huh? Well, that's what he com- uh, wow. pleaded. If he... Uh, if convicted, he will face up to seven years in prison. Hmm. His agency has suspended him with pay, and the Inspector General of Homeland Security is reviewing his other cases, a spokesman said in Wednesday. The prosecutors, how are you going to review 3,000 cases? Well, that's a lot of work, yeah. Uh, you're telling me that the, the Inspector General of Homeland Security is actually going to spend any kind of time reviewing these 3,000 cases? Maybe they'll pick a few random ones and call them. Yeah, I mean, well, what can they do? The 3,000 cases? Imagine somebody set 3,000 cases in front of you. How many years would that take you to get through? Plus, you're the Inspector General of Homeland Security. You've got other crap to do. It's not like you're going to be able to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. That's just cursory stuff. Prosecutors who, uh, who say they uh, recorded a meeting between Mr. Bechu, the uh, the bad guy here, and the woman on March the 11th, at which he made similar demands for sex, ur- urge any other victims to come forward. Money, not sex, is the more common currency of corruption and immigration. But according to congressional testimony in 2006 by Michael Maxwell, former di- uh, director of the agency's internal investigation, more than 3,000 backlog complaints of employee misconduct had gone uninvestigated for lack of staff, including huh. 528 involving, involving criminal accusations. Wow. Wow. So let me see if I've understood what you, you said there. You're telling me there are hundreds and hundreds of cases, over 500 criminal cases, 528, where individuals that were seeking some sort of green card, visa, whatever it was they were looking for from the immigration bureaucracy, had some allegations about the agent that they were dealing with to where they were also similarly coerced or threatened or propositioned in some way. They have so many cases, but they can't even look at them all because they just don't have the staff to look at them. Right. They have the staff to, you know, they really don't have the staff to process people through either. Right. See, this is... There are huge backlogs in the immigration this application is the process. Um, here you have a, a monopoly. The government has a monopoly on immigration. Mm-hmm. There's no competition there. There's no service. What do they care if they don't give good service to somebody who's coming into the country? Won't affect their bottom line one iota. No, it's not going to... How do I vote against this kind of bureaucracy? I mean, supposedly, don't pay federal taxes. Supposedly, we live in a uh, representative uh, republic here, where I'm, I, I should be able to get my concerns met. I'm represented, right? Come I, on. I, I was listening to uh, some bureaucrat on the radio today that's saying that they represented me. Nonsense. Of course, they vote against everything that I would vote for and for mm-hmm. everything I would vote against, because, well, they're a senator here in New Hampshire and and uh, liberal Democrat. I, I'm not going to vote for anything. I, I, I don't. She's not representing me. How can these people represent me? It's a fantasy, Mark. They can't. It's, it's, it's a lie. It's garbage. Yeah. The agency said it has tripled its investigative staff since then and counts only 165 serious complaints pending. But it <laughs> stopped posting an email address and phone number for such complaints last year. You can't even complain now. Wow. There's, oh, man. <laughs> That's what uh, Jan Lane, chief of security and um, integrity, because it lacks the uh, staff to cull the thousands of mostly irrelevant messages that it resulted. Immigrants, she advised, should report wrongdoing to any law enforcement agency they trust. Yeah, I'm sure they trust a right. bunch of them. I'm sure you trust a, a law enforcement agency if you're an illegal alien. The young woman in Queens, whose name is being withheld because the authorities consider her the victim of a sex crime, did not even tell her husband what happened. Two Mm. weeks after the uh, meeting in the car, finding no way to make a confidential complaint to the immigration agency and afraid to go to the police, she and two older female relatives took the recording to the Times. Good for them. Yep. Hooray for the semi-free press. 
Yep. Uh, the the article goes on here with uh, other stories. If you're uh, interested, other in stories of corruption. Uh, I, you know, it, it it looks like it, but um, you know, th- that one to me was the big you, one. You certainly made the point, and that is that there's a whole other world of government corruption out there. And and I love how you pointed out that anytime someone has power over another person's life or their liberty, they are going to abuse it. There's just no way around it besides the only way to solve this problem is to get rid of the immigration bureaucracy. There's no amount of oversight that's going to fix this. It doesn't matter if they hire five new bureaucrats to process through the hundreds of cases that they're sitting on right now. It won't matter if they expand some sort of internal agency uh, or create an internal agency to oversee and to verify that all things are on the up and up. It won't matter in the same way that it hasn't mattered for the government police departments. There are police departments that have internal affairs bureaus, and they're just as corrupt and bought out as the, the, the lower-level lower level cops. Well, and they even have citizen uh, review tribunals, but they have next to no power. So really, none of the, uh, the, the measures that have been put into place to control the police and to keep them in line have worked. So there's not going to be a solution here beyond abolishing the INS or the ICE or the whatever department this is, the immigration department. Right. We just have to we just have to trust the bureaucrats that uh, work for us to be good people. And um, uh, unfortunately, we can't trust them. Here Miss Maxwell from the Immigration Agency's former chief investigator told Congress in 2006, the internal corruption was rampant and that employees faced constant temptations to commit crime. 800-259-9231. What's your solution to this problem? You want to share it with us? Dial on in, toll free, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Of course, the ultimate solution is true freedom and open borders. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there, completely free, so enjoy them on us, including the shrine of female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days? Well, you can do it without permanently changing your diet. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended cleanse. Go to ftldiscount.com. Read some real testimonials. Find out how to order. ftldiscount.com. A friend of mine did this, and it's working for him. We're talking about immigration. What started the discussion was a story about the corruption that is pretty much unseen in the world of the immigration bureaucracy. We see, you know, for instance, we see police corruption stories all the time. But this was a first for me, Mark. But it's completely believable that an immigration one of the one of the immigration officers was caught red-handed on uh, audio audio tape. Uh, essentially coercing a woman into providing him with sexual services for an approval on her green card application. And this is not the only incident. I mean, this goes on. As long as you've got power, as long as a bureaucrat has power. It doesn't matter whether it's a police officer, an immigration uh, agency member, or whether it's a building inspector or or, um, a restaurant inspector. These instances happen. As a matter of fact... It, uh, I spoke to a woman who said that she was that she was propositioned. Now she didn't say that uh, she, she wasn't very clear on what what happened, but basically that a uh, restaurant inspector she was running her own little sandwich shop really? and uh, made some suggestions that uh, you know she might not have the trouble that she was having. For some reason she was having trouble with her um, you know 
violations. Violations or whatever. She didn't have in the proper uh, venting system, which apparently cost $15,000. This is, you know, a venting system for a little sandwich shop. Yeah. One size fits all with these people, you know? So they uh, suggested that the problems would go away if she would just bend over. Can you imagine? 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Your solution to the problem, or whatever you want to talk about, we go to the phones and to the fun. To Vinny, listening on KGOE in California. Hello, Vinny. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind yeah, tonight? Uh, yeah, on the subject of corruption, government, government, governmental corruption, uh, let's mention that you think that's pretty bad, what uh, you just mentioned. Think about, the, about what's happening when you have federal intelligence agencies, when they uh, regularly recruit citizenry to... Uh, to uh, as hit persons to uh, other uh, citizenry. Well, the hit persons? You're saying that the federal government uh, has higher citizens to kill other citizenry? Other Quite people? Commonly, yes. I, I, if you ask me how, uh, I know. Uh, I just uh, inside report our research, and it just blows you away. It, it sounds like it's blowing me away. What kind of people would they be uh, hired to kill? Well, uh, if you suspect, say, if a uh, uh, particular federal intelligence agency feels that you're you're a suspect or something, whether you're uh, an alien or you're a uh, U.S. citizen, um, if they have good reason that they want to do uh, do away with you, they will uh, uh, pay federal federal treasury funds to uh, or hire a contracty, uh, private contracty, such as an investigative uh, investigations private eye unit, and they will go out and do, and do uh, do all things. Well, you know, it's it, it, it's I you know I I can't tell you whether I I I find it difficult to imagine. Maybe it's true. There's no way to prove or not prove it without uh, some kind of investigation. I mean, how, how would we? Uh, how how did we... you find this out again? He well, it's say. Been, uh, it came to my knowledge about six eight years ago when I started uh, uh, got a, got a hold of a friend at a uh, FBI uh, local uh, well not local but a federal uh, FBI office and I spoke as I did an interview with the FBI agent. Uh, uh, he asked me a few questions, and this which basically initiated the whole scenario. He asked me, one, have you heard of the, uh, of the world mine? I says, no, I haven't. Two, have you contacted the press? I says, no. Three, have you contacted the United Nations? I says, no, I haven't. I says, sir, what is your name? And he abruptly hung up the phone on me. And this guy was so shaken. I mean, he was stuttering so bad. I will not give the location of where, but that happened. And that was the initial breakthrough on this whole uh, operation. Criminal police operation, whatever you want to call it. Interesting allegations. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I would encourage him to go to the national press. Get to the L.A. Times and, uh, you know, break that story. You can get protection for that. If if, if indeed this is so, um, it's something that really does need to be broken wide open. I can't imagine. I, well, I we find know it that diff- the, difficult to imagine. But well, now, Mark, I don't know about that. I, mean, I just we, don't know. We know the CIA's business is to go and do crap like that around the world. So is it totally unbelievable they do it here it's in America? Totally unbelievable. That's why I w- didn't. Right. I'm not saying this guy's a, a crackpot loon, um, but you know. It, but but just it's one guy's the word story. on the radio. You but know? you also have to understand, though, Mark. Even if you go to the Times or the LA, you know, LA Times, New York Times, and you break the story, it won't change anything. That's not going to, you know, they're not going to say, oh, <laughs> you caught us. We're shutting down the FBI tomorrow. They're not going to change anything. You're right about that. If you do manage to identify a couple of the people that might have been involved, let's say he has that information, and I don't think he has those details, but even if you identified a few of the bureaucrats who were allegedly involved in this kind of uh, behavior, well, all they would do, if the evidence was damning enough, all the bureaucracies would do, the head bureaucrats would say, 
I take responsibility for this, and I'm resigning. And then so, you know, the uh, head bureaucrat would walk away from the job. They'd bring some new guy in, and they'd say, all right, we're going to restructure the organization entirely. We're going to add five new layers of checks and balances mm-hmm. in here. going to hire 2,500 new bureaucrats. It's going to cost all the time. $5 billion more dollars, and don't worry about it, citizens. We've got it under control from here on out. Trust us. Government is, at con- is in control. And then, of course, most of the American people will go right back to sleep, and uh, they'll they'll believe that mommy government's out there keeping them safe, and that it was just one little isolated incident of corruption amongst a a sea of just good, good, heartful bureaucrats that just care about people. Nothing will change. The only thing that's going to change the situation we're in, with all the corruption on all the different levels of government, is massive non-cooperation. Not even massive, just... Uh, you know, a small percentage of people non non cooperating with the compared to what's happening right now. That's true. Now we have virtually none of it. Uh, even five percent of the citizenry non cooperating with the government, not paying taxes, not following their orders, not jumping through their hoops, not begging for a license. Now, I'm no, not saying picking up guns or no. you know torches and pitchforks and going That's to Washington. That's foolish. That would be foolish to yep. uh, to get violent. I'm talking about non violent, non cooperative means of resisting tyranny. That's what needs to happen. And until it does, we're going to keep seeing story after story of, of awful, awful corruption and uh, just people abusing their power. Let's continue here. Uh, Karishi in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Karishi. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, you know, see, the corruption cannot be ended. You know, it's always there and it will be there. But the only thing, you know, my personal opinion about this immigration thing, I'm, I'm originally from India. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that if you regularize these people for a short, short term, you know, give them a work uh, authorization because these people are working somewhere or the other, right? Hopefully. Sure. So we we should really regularize them. We should know where they are. So at least, you know, they are on the record. The problem here is, you know, there are so many people out here, like you said, 12, 13, 14 million people. Nobody knows where these people are, so I think we should no, really. I think that's Karishi, a good thing, personally. Karishi, what's what's the advantage to the government knowing where people are? At least, you know, like if, if people are worth, you know, like they will have a record, you know, they will they will be earning legally. For I, whatever yeah. I want them to say. earn legally. I just don't, I don't think I just don't see why the government needs to know. I mean, uh, you know, when I, what that makes me think of is the Japanese Americans that were put in internment camps during World War Two. With uh, they were used with census status to get these people. Chrissy, thanks for the call. More on the way. You can take control. Comments on immigration or whatever's on your mind. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you're off the record, I'm in favor of that. I think that's a good thing. More on the way. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, they are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, those include, by the way, the bulletin board system. We've got over 340,000 posts for you to surf around through. Lots of stuff to talk about, from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all totally free. At bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. President Hillary Clinton, the North American Union, John McCain, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card. What's your trigger point? 
If it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project knows that not that one size does not fit all. Participants choose which event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Continuing to talk about immigration, we had uh, a, a gentleman on the line a few moments ago who is a, uh, an, I guess, an Indian immigrant uh, from India, and that's where the Indian immigrants come from. And he was talking about you know ways that he was thinking about changing the system, and that is the question that I threw out there. But I just wanted to comment in that there is no way that you can change the system to make it fair for everybody. The system itself is wrong. The idea. He, said, he said as much that uh, the, there's corruption, there's nothing you can do about it. And there I is something we I can do. I understand where he was coming from. It makes perfectly good sense. We can that, secede and open our borders. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> We can do that. One of the concerns there uh, that, that he was addressing with his uh, let's, let's uh, allow people, normalize people, and uh, allow them to come here and keep an eye on them, you know, track them, is that uh, you know, people from the Middle East, some perhaps uh, radical Islamists, would come here and uh, you know, set in sleeper cells to wipe us all out. Well, um, my, the way I would address that is I don't think we should be in the Middle East, period. And that's really the issue. We meaning the federal government? We meaning the federal government. The, United, the government of the United States shouldn't be in, in the Middle East uh, messing with those people's business. Osama bin Laden has said as much that the reason that he they attacked us on 9/11 is because we have troops over there supporting Saudi Arabia and and we're you know infringing on their their land. We wouldn't like it if China was over here telling us what to do. I don't think so. Not any and, Americans I know. And the excuse that well they want us there. No, they don't. Their governments <laughs> want us there. And you know every time you get involved in some other people's politics, you're taking sides. And sometimes when you take sides, innocent Americans die. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. So bringing the troops home, that would be a step, certainly a step in the right direction. Getting rid of uh, w- you know welfare that uh, a lot of these uh, you know sort of something for nothing immigrants that uh, that want to come over here and live off our welfare system. Get right. Rid of that. See, the major thing about immigration, and I've got an email about immigration. I'll jump into here, but the the major point that people miss is that it's the government that has created all of the problems that are attributed to immigration in the first place. Really. Yeah, well, that's what that, the government really. It's it's the center of immigration. There wouldn't be really immigration if it wasn't for the government. Well, would there be just people coming and going? Yeah, people coming and going. There would be immigration because you know that w- this would still be a country without a, an immigration bureaucracy. But you know, the government's what makes all the problems. The government created the problem of uh, forced wealth redistribution, which is you know the alternate term for that is welfare, where they take your money by force, by threat of violence, and then they take your money and they decide who to give it to. Of course, most of it goes to the middle-class bureaucrats that run the system, but then they end up giving it out to whomever fills out the correct paperwork. And it's just wrong. It's not wrong to help people. That's, that's great. Helping people's fine. But it's wrong to help people when you're threatening others in order to get them to participate. So the ends do not justify the means. No. Why don't you, you just can, try... I can't go to my next-door neighbors with, uh, with a big 45 in my hand and say, there's children down the street that need to eat. Give me your money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go feed them. That would if be I wrong. Want, if I want to feed those children, I should go to the neighbor's house and knock on the door and say, "Hey, I'm going to try to get. I'm trying to go to the, down to the grocery store. There's a family down the street that needs some help. Um, right. I'm going to I'm going to buy them some food. Would you like to chip in so we can buy them some more food so that they'll be able to eat tomorrow? Maybe I wouldn't chip in, but I might give you some canned food or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, who knows? Yeah. Well, see, freedom's all about the ability to choose. 
<laughs> what, how you want to live your life. As long as you aren't harming another person in the process, you should be left unmolested. But the government doesn't agree with that. The no. government says, well, we need to be here to help protect you. And in order to protect you, we're going to have to take half of your income every single year. Right. We, we, in order to protect you, we must steal from you. Because what is stealing? Stealing is taking something that doesn't belong to you or threatening someone to the point that they give you um, whatever it is that you want. Like a, a robber comes up to you on the street and sticks guns in your face and says, give me your wallet. Well, you're giving him your wallet, but it's not freely. He's, you're being right. coerced. He might and that's give you what a the bullet. government does. Yeah. They rob you because if you don't pay, you go to jail. If you don't pay, they take your house away, depending on the type of government and you know what it is that they you know their means of getting robbing you. One of the other problems we see when we're looking at people and their opinions on immigration is that people, for instance, other immigrants, like we had the gentleman on the phone a few moments ago, they've been through the process. They've been through the rigmarole. Mm -hmm. They've jumped through the hoops. And they look back on it and they say, when they see people coming here without going and jumping through all those hoops, they they get jealous. Maybe on some internal level, or maybe it's uh, you know obvious, I'm not sure how they feel about it, but there's some level of jealousy there that I says, don't hey... He, I don't think that gentleman was jealous. I'm, I'm not talking about him. I'm just talking about people. a I lot, of, a lot of immigrants who are you know proud to tout the fact that they jumped through the hoops. I jumped through these hoops and paid thousands of dollars, and there's all these people just coming here and they've deemed that they're not going to jump through the hoops and that's not fair everyone should have to jump through the same hoops as i jump through i was beaten when i joined this fraternity and i'm going to beat the next guy who go. joins the fraternity yep you that's know, what it is it's the cycle of abuse continuing quick, itself we were talking about terrorism just briefly we, we went over it and and i wonder you know the, the terrorists threatened threatened america by uh and and killed three thousand americans on 9 11 but every single day the government threatens me with taxes, or at least every year. Every mm -hmm. year I have to file federal income taxes and pay them thousands and thousands of dollars, or I go to jail. Um, every, every year the uh, local government threatens me that if I don't pay my property tax and pay them thousands and thousands of dollars, they're going to take my house away. They threaten business owners that say, if you don't collect our sales tax, you're going to jail. They threaten gas stations, if you don't collect our gas tax, you're going to jail. These government agencies threaten us every single day. The terrorists threatened us one time. Oh, but Mark, it's okay, because we elected them. I, I, who, who is we? <laughs> what is this we crap? Like I said before, none of these people represent me. And actually, it's not true. Most people didn't elect them. Right. In fact, most people most don't Most people vote. boycott elec elections. They, yeah. they, they don't go anymore. Right. So there's nothing legitimate about government except for the fact that they've had this wonderful propaganda campaign that's been operating. It's called the government schools. Uh, it's this wonderful propaganda campaign that's been operating for decades pretty much unmolested. Pretty much every every kid in America is forced to go to these government schools unless they happen to have parents that are have the presence of mind to uh, to prevent them from doing so. And so they are indoctrinated to believe that government is good and necessary and that, a th that they have this thing called authority. And I'm sorry, I don't believe it. I believe there are men with guns who aren't afraid to use them. But that doesn't mean, mean that they're better than me. That doesn't mean that they have some mythical thing called authority. They're just people, too. They, they were born the same way I was. They cloak themselves in the, uh, the history and, and the legacy of the, this, this w wonderful uh, nation that we have. They wrap themselves in red, white, and blue and say that to love America is to love us. And that's not so. I love America. 
these bureaucrats that have taken America and turned it into this fascist, uh, socialist welfare state that uh, control that tr- attempts to control the rest of the world. I don't love them. Let's go to the phones too. The fun. Talk to Alan in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Alan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, I happen to agree with you that I'm really against. Uh, lo- I'm, I'm for lowering taxes. Decreasing government uh, activity and so our you life. just want to lower taxes. You just want to lower the amount of theft. Oh please, quite right? a bit. Theft is okay. I want, I want a flat tax quite a bit. So I mean, a I flat to, level of theft would be all right with you. Look, either, I think we have to have some level of uh, uh, protection. You wait. You, so the, you're saying we have to have some police. level of violence uh, in our lives? Right. Is that what you're saying? What? Uh, hold on. Before you, I'm being bombastic. I'm being so combative with the guy. We're going to hold you over. I want to get you, uh, give you a chance to to say what you're saying. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Jerk. Just trying to break people out of their paradigm here. You can take control. Bring up anything. Phones are loaded up. If you're on the line, be patient. We will get to your calls. Anything goes, of course. You don't have to talk taxes or immigration or freedom or whatever is on your mind. It's up to you. This is your show. You can take control. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything in this live Saturday edition. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. Get great Free Talk Live branded merchandise, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more, all there at store.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with the phone calls. Uh, we were on the line, and I believe he's still there. Alan in Florida listening on WFTL. I kind of jumped all over you there, and Mark wanted to allow you to make a point, and I'll let you respond to him, Mark, because you wanted to treat him really nice. Well, you know, Alan uh, wants to see taxes lowered, and he wants to talk about the the fair tax from what, what I hear here. Is that correct? Uh, no, I want a flat tax. Fair I'm sorry. Tax is diff- fair tax is the sales tax, ah. increasing the sales tax to whatever well, it is, 12, 20, 30 percent. I want to just do income tax. I don't think it would work. I think just income tax, flat tax, 15, 20%. Keep it simple. Well, I think that uh, it, 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 to me it seems like, um, you know, that when God asks for 10% of, in a tithe, that the government shouldn't be able to ask for more than 99 but, um, I'll take that. Yeah, right. You know, the government should be able to, to be huge and, and bureaucratic and uh, ruin people's lives on 9.9% just fine. I, I think they can do a good job. But by but the it, way, do you think, do you believe that the, the terrorists would, have, would not have attacked us if we didn't have troops? And uh, what, what it, They weren't a, a large amount in, in Saudi Arabia. But do you think they really believe that they wouldn't have attacked us if we didn't have any troops there? I, I really do believe the terrorists wouldn't have attacked us if we didn't have any troops there. They certainly would have had to come up I, with I other think, reasons. I think, I think they hate the United States. That's certainly that, the, the PR, they, sir. Well, we I, support Israel. Well, they, they may very that, well. Oh, that's, that's another thing. I don't think that we should be supporting Israel or any other country with, uh, with taxpayer contributions. Do you? Uh, I think that we should support Israel. I think it's a... It's in our benefit. I think you it's should the support democracy in, in, the, in the, the I think Middle you sh- should then support Israel, um, and you know, with all the money that you can support them with. But I don't think that every American citizen should be required to. Don't you think that that uh, really flies? Well, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe that's right. But I think that politically we should support them. I like in a political I, way. Well, I, I, if, from a political direction, I mean, what is what is the maybe American right government financially? But, right. Uh, you but, know, the uh, I I like Israel. I must say, I've been there. It is. It is great. You go to the Middle East, and you look at Israel, you look at the rest of the countries, and you're looking at a diamond in a bunch of rough, as far as I'm concerned. But 
I don't support giving them any money um, that that we take from American taxpayers. That's wrong, and, and you agree. But I don't support even you know lip service from our politicians. Our politicians are supposed to run our country, not other people's countries. Right. It's it's the meddling in general. It's not just having troops there. It's also sending money to these other governments uh, over. And it's not just the Middle East. It's all around the world. There are over 700 military bases in over 130 countries. Uh, so it's it's problematic. And then there's also of course the CIA going around and meddling with you know installing. Uh, U.S. friendly dictators and assassinating people, and really, the uh, the founding fathers made it very clear that we did not, they did not want the government peace and commerce with everyone, and right. entangling alliances right. with none. Right? How do you feel about that? that? It sounds like uh, both of you are Ron Paul supporters. I forgot what they call that category. It's not conservative or liberal, but uh, libertarian. Uh, gosh. Libertarian would, be, would libertarian. be fair, though I would prefer the term libertarian. I would prefer the term free marketeer and voluntarist. Now, here's my other question for you. And then we got to get to the other calls. But my other, my question for you, just to hold your feet to the fire here, is uh, you're talking about this flat tax that you uh, you're advocating. Well, what if I decide that I don't want the federal government services and I just decide I'm going to keep all my money? What should happen to me? That would be total chaos. I don't think you could have that. How about but, this? Uh, I mean, it's just like you have to have police. You know what a place is like without police. Just try it. Sometime. I'm willing to hire my own protection services, sir, but I don't want the uh, go- the federal government. Police are relatively I think, new. I think there would be uh, total abuse. We have well, enough abuse as mm-hmm. it is. Police, police are a relatively new thing in, in, in sort of civilization. Um, you know, it used to be that uh, people did hire their own protection in the form of guards and things like that. So I think that oh, that could work. But we how about how about here as a fair sort of tax system? Um, it, it, if there is such a thing as, as a fair tax, how about this? The um, government c- creates corporations, right? I mean, a, right. Co- a corporation's magic. It, it, it's, a, it's a file folder that protects people from the, uh, their own particular actions. What if the government was only allowed to tax corporations? How about if they only tax individuals and not corporations? But then you're throwing people in jail who have worked for their money. Um, yeah, but know. I'm saying that we have to have a society. It has to have a. I mean, the, right. you, know, you can't have society without you taxes. Have some, some commonality. Hold on I mean, a second. Let me see if I got this. Chaos. Let me see if I I've mean, got this clear. You're saying you can't have society, a voluntary association of individuals interacting with one another, without co- without well coercive taxation. <laughs> what was the question? I'm you're sorry. telling me you can't have society without taxes. I think that's correct. You're saying that in order to have society, which is defined as a voluntary association of individuals working together, you're you're telling me you can't have that without some gang threatening each individual in that society with uh, with can death. You, can you show me a country that? works that way? No, you're, you're right. It, it's um, the, the gangs are very pervasive in our society, yes. and they, they do. Um, they're everywhere. They're I'm legion. Saying, can you show a country that doesn't have any taxes? No, you, you can't show anything like that. Like I said, the, the people with guns, the people with power, and the people with money are always going to be there to take the money, uh, the power, and uh, you know the, the self-direction of the rest I've of us. I've got a question for you. Yes, I've sir. got a, one question yeah. for you. Since you're encouraging us not to pay our taxes and take the risk of being uh, arrested... Have you all decided yourself individually to not pay your taxes? I, I am the one encouraging that, and I do not pay federal taxes. So I have no interest in funding thuggery, no interest in so funding violence. You, you don't violence. follow a tax return. You personally don't He does not. I'll tell you the Where's God's the obligation? Truth, it scares the Where, crap out of me wh- that he doesn't do it, but he doesn't do Where's it. Where's the obligation for me to do that, sir? I, I, I'm not. You can do what, interpret it the way you want, but obviously a lot of people have who have stated that have ended up in jail. 
So I wonder, I guess, so you, you're taking that risk that one day they're going to come knocking at your door. I don't negotiate with terrorists. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Rick calling from somewhere out there. Rick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hi, Mark. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, that poor guy there in Florida, I uh, I really feel sorry for him. And in a way, I feel sorry for you too, Mark. Well, you know, uh, he does. It, the, the poor guy. Wait, wait, I want to find out why he never feels heard sorry. These, probably never yeah, heard things it, like this before. It, it's it's very clear that uh, Mark and, and in Florida are totally intimidated by fear. Uh, Mark, you, uh, just a couple minutes ago, uh, went on a rant about. You don't think, uh, you know, you should pay taxes for this and, and all this, but it's clear that you succumb and do pay the ransom. And I'm not blaming you or anything like that, but it's clear you do succumb to the demand from government. Well, if a guy was standing in front of you, before you go on, if a guy, before you go on, if a guy was standing in front of you with a gun demanding your money, would you give him your wallet? Uh, I, uh, he'd have to take my life before he'd get my wallet, Mark. All right, well, I'll read your eulogy. But they aren't standing well, in front of you fine. with a gun. But they aren't you standing in front of you with a gun. Do you understand the, the difference between living free and dying a slave? I do understand the differences, yes. If you allow any man to take by force your property, you are a slave. Yeah, you're you're right. What about that? What about let's change the situation, Mark. Since you want to bring up the, uh, I'm know, a slave demanding freedom. What I'll about, admit that. What about you if a hold on, a, now, hang on, Rick, hang on. Let, I want to throw a question out to Mark here. Mark, uh, you brought up this, you know, uh, fantasy situation. You're trying to compare government to a man with a gun standing in front of you. The fact is, the government doesn't stand in front of you with a gun. They're off in Washington D.C. somewhere, and they're going to send you several letters before they actually bring out the guns. But, uh, but you know, the threat of violence is there. How would you react? And I understand it's just a wallet, right? Wallet, no big deal. I'm with you on that. You don't want to die over your wallet. But what if it's your wife? What if it's raping your wife? Right. You know, if what if, do you do then? If the issue's high enough, I will stand. I will do what it takes to defend myself and my family. Okay. You're absolutely right. It's, but it's not when, the issue. It's that when you're talking about your wife or your wallet, you're not talking about a different issue. You're talking about a different degree of a principle. You're right. You know, I spent. Hold on, before you go on, let me tell you about degrees. In prison, um, I was in prison for nine years. I know what it's like, unlike yourself, likely, to be in prison and to be held by these people for a great deal of time. And I saw a guy get in a fight with another guy with a knife over, well, a, a homemade knife, they called them shanks, over a book of matches. They even gave those out for free in prison, but it's, it's really the principle of the thing, isn't it? A man got stabbed over a book of matches, but it's the principle, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. life or death, freedom or slave. There is I, don't, no I don't intend to live like that. Thank you very much. Rick, do you well, pay federal and taxes? That's what, I said, that's what I said in the first place. Hello? Rick, yep, do, you, there? Do, do you pay federal yeah, taxes, Rick? That's why I was saying in the first place, Mark. I'm not, I'm not, da- I'm, I mean, I'm not uh, putting a big negative whammy on you. I just want to point that fact out because the guy in Florida, you know, he brought up the words liberalism, conservatism, democracy, and he doesn't know the words he speaks. It's true. He would rather live securely as a slave than individually as a free 
independent, individual Rick, thank you man. for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I choose freedom. Though I do pay the local gang because I don't want to, you know, I'm not ready to take them on yet. More on the way. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition. You, as always, can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. If you're hanging on, we will get to your calls. Let's continue with those phone calls right now, as a matter of fact, and start with Social Democrat calling from Keene, listening on WKBK. Keene, New Hampshire. Hello, Social Democrat. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to talk about, we were talking about earlier, a ventilation system and uh, an inspector wanting, uh, was suggestive, I guess it sounded like sexual favors, but I, I make the case that uh, you do need a little regulation. I think of the story in Boston where those two firemen went into this uh, restaurant where there was um Building inspectors hadn't gotten around to it, and uh, they died in a fire, these professional firefighters. And uh, you do need a little regulation down here on Marlboro Street in Keene. We have a tenement house that uh, is... Uh, yeah, if somebody, falls, if somebody falls asleep there with a cigarette in their hand, there's going to be 16 units of people that die. Absolutely true. Um, I know yeah. what you're saying, and I think that regulation is good. I just believe in voluntary regulation rather than involuntary regulation. Do you know what the uh, the uh, United Under the Underwriters Laboratory is? Uh, the, the U- yep, I do, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. It's a little right. label the that goes on... The manufacturers do... Uh, voluntarily right. to that, and that's a, that's a sterling organization. Right. It is a great organization, and you wouldn't buy a space heater or a toaster oven that wasn't uh, didn't have the UI label on it, right? UL. Yeah. UL, excuse me, UL label on it, right? UL, yeah. I, I wouldn't personally. But to continue, I talked with a building inspector in town who actually has a radio show on your host station, and he said he was going to take care of the broken windows in the attic, which if there was a fire would create a a flu effect. It doesn't matter whether it was someone smoking or a problem with the building, but because the windows on either end are open, uh, people would die in that fire. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I I do see a little need for coercion and also for uncompromised inspectors. The inspector you were talking about uh, in that example at the beginning of the last hour, man, I used up a lot of minutes here today on my cell phone, but uh, uh, you, you do need to have inspectors with integrity if, if they're going to. I see where you're power. coming from, but unfortunately you can't get that out of the government system because there's no accountability whatsoever. If you shift, however, to a free market paradigm, all of the problems that you bring up could be solved. And uh, my, if I might provide you with a suggestion here, and, and thank you for the call, by the way, Social Democrat, we appreciate it. But just to give you an example of how uh, he mentioned, for instance, you know, firemen went into a restaurant in Boston and they died because it wasn't up to code. He also mentioned that the government bureaucrats hadn't gotten around to inspecting that particular business yet, which is something that we see is that government bureaucrats are just lazy. They aren't interested in going out and doing their jobs. I don't jobs. know about lazy, but they're not incentivized properly. There was a story earlier this week where a government bureaucrat in New York City was supposed to be inspecting a crane operation, and he just falsified the paperwork as a result uh, well, maybe not as a result, but he certainly didn't know about the problems that the crane had. The crane came crashing down, killed seven people. So, 
how could that all be solved in the marketplace? Well, let's go with the example from Boston with the restaurant with the dangerous conditions in there. In a free market situation, the free marketplace would provide fire protection services, right? Mm-hmm. And so, therefore... Sure, people want fires put out, and they want to live in safe buildings. So, in order to hire the fire protection service company, it'll be like hiring an insurance company, right? In order to get them to insure you with their fire protection service, they're going to come to your place of business, or your house, whatever it is you're trying to insure. They're going to come there, and they're going to inspect it, and they're going to say, okay... You've passed our inspection for this year or this six months or whatever their window of time is mm-hmm. that they inspect for. It'll be and a lot more often than uh, inspectors come around from the government. You can believe that. Right. You've passed our inspection. We will insure you. If you don't pass the inspection, okay, you need to fix this, 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 and this, and then we will insure you for fire protection. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that problem would be solved by the marketplace because the business owners would want that fire insurance because they don't want to risk all their assets and it would be relatively affordable considering most places don't catch on fire so and therefore they would jump through those currently um, insurance companies the big the big moneyed organizations insurance companies and banks they rely on the government to do their inspections for them you pay in order to have these companies um, you know make better bigger profits one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So there is a solution. If you let the marketplace work, then we have competition in protection. Then we have competition in inspection and competition in certification, as opposed to just having this monopolistic, monolithic government doing it all. And it's just if you want and, safety, and doing it poorly. Yes, if you want safety, then look to the marketplace. If you want a shoddy job, then look to the government. And if you want to be coerced, look to the government. Right. And, you know, as far as somebody living in a, 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 a rattle-trap tenement um, building, and he's absolutely right about this uh, place on Keene. I, I look at that thing, and, and I think, whew, no way I'd go anywhere near that thing. But if people, if, if for instance, a person wants to throw themselves into a uh, gaping volcano, well, should I be responsible for jumping in after them and saving them? Well, it, it, to me, it's just an issue of degrees when it comes to this tenement. Yeah. If you go, decide to go live there in this this awful place, you're taking your life into your own hands. I mean, you have to know that. Take it's responsibility. It's made out of wood. There's yeah. broken windows uh, up in the, the, the top story that w- would really cause a problem. And if, if uh, you know, the, the Social Democrats of Keene, the people that really care, cared about this situation, what they would do is they'd print up 16. Well, actually, there's 15 units in that building. There's a 16th off to the side. Fifteen little pamphlets where they typed up and told people exactly what the problem was wrong with their building, and they'd go out to those little mailboxes right outside, and they'd give those people the information that they need in order to, well, make a decision, a good, proper decision as to whether or not they want to live there. Maybe they don't know about, uh, you know, flus and, and that kind of thing. I know. I don't know much about that. 1-800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls about whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Hey, you pay me some money, and I make sure nobody burn your building down. You know what I mean, huh? Hey, I appreciate hey. the protection. <laughs> yeah, that's how it all started, huh? Yep. Hey, at first I want to say uh, to save the government of, like, billions of dollars, I call for the release of all people in prison for marijuana and the legalization of marijuana. That would be wonderful. And dismiss all the judicial cases out of our courts, unclog them. Right. And I don't want to pay. I, I don't want to keep those people locked up. To live. Yeah. Let's yep. save it. Let's save an extra several billion and let let loose all the uh, people that are in there for all nonviolent drug offenses. Not all just nine, all nonviolent offenses. Uh, you know, and and, and non-theft immigration. Offenses. 
I want to touch on that. Sure, go ahead. Uh, in the Declaration of Independence, uh, there was grievances towards the kings, and one of them was he has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws for natural naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage, encourage their migrations hither. So it, that's been one problem. The so you're, you're saying that they were complaining because he wasn't allowing people to come there. That's Wait. right. That's right. And 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 you hear Americans today wanting to put a wall around America, man. They, they don't know what America is about. Right. They if you want to put that. a wall up in America. America is not out there. It lives within you. you got to be an American for America to exist. Yep. If and, you don't love freedom, you're not an American in my then, book. I want to say the word migration should be thrown into the past because ever since Neil Armstrong looked back at the blue marble up in that space, we are one world, we are one people, but I'm afraid there's too many greedy, hard-headed bastards. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. You know, people that that, uh, that, that claim to be protecting their culture and all those other things, but, you know, immigrants have we only added to our culture. The human culture, man. Yep. And it's about loving one another, and it's about using this great earth the Creator gave us for a good, good, healthy life for everybody, man. Right, you know, they're going to wear their clothes that are made in Bangladesh, they're going to eat dinner at a uh, Chinese restaurant, and if somebody sneeze, they're going to say, Kuzun you know, height. There's people that, I think, we're, we're living in like a modern-day dark ages, you know. There's people just grasping for the past, thinking it was so great when we have such a great future ahead of us, man. And You're we're right. chaining our youth down with more laws and more freedoms taken away when our forefathers of this great, great nation said that more freedoms are going to have to be given. Well and said, the more Dave. free people, the better, man. Thank you, sir, and thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I agree with his comments. We are in an, a very dark time. However, that just might mean there's an enlightenment coming around the corner. All times are dark. 800-259-9231. But that doesn't mean we can't brighten things up with a message of liberty. Yep. Uh, let's light the fires on the insides of the hearts and minds of every individual in this country, as many as we can. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You, as always, can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. And those features include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them right there from the front page of the website. Easy and free. Click and they're yours. Head over to freetalklive.com. And attention, Libertarians, this summer the Institute for Humane Studies will be holding 14 seminars on liberty and libertarian thought at locations across the country. If you're a college student or recent graduate and interested in thoughtful discussion and challenging lectures, we want you to attend. Participation's free. Apply by March 31st. Find out more at libertarianseminars.com. That's libertarianseminars.com. As we continue with your phone calls, we go to Bill in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Bill. Hi. Hey, what's okay, on your mind? I'll tell you briefly what I went through today. I've been sitting here at the dining room table between lunch and dinner spending three hours on my taxes. Ugh. And I've just done one calculation on a stock that um, was sold. I bought um, 125 shares of Altria about 10 years ago, and it spun off Kraft Foods. 
and they gave me like about 86 shares, and they sold half a share, a fractional share, because they don't keep you know half shares in the in the books. Mm-hmm. And I have to uh, pay taxes on that, obviously. And I had to figure my cost in that half a share. And that and alone took you three hours? Ludicrous. Three hours. I'm very slow. I don't have a computer, and I'm not a mathematician, and I'm not an accountant. But I got the figures pretty accurate, and I came up with about a $6.70 cost and a $15.70 proceeds. Now, if I couldn't have done that, I would have had to pay the tax on the whole income. So I saved myself about a dollar ninety-eight cents. Excellent. Think. That's a dollar ninety-eight, well earned, sitting there for three hours. You know, my wife um, does our taxes. Uh, she gets one of those TurboTax things and does it. Uh, you know, keeps all the receipts and, and does all that stuff. Uh-huh. And she must—I I, I kid you not—she must spend forty, maybe fifty hours uh, a year on this kind of thing. That's an yeah. entire work week, and you know, it's just ludicrous. You're telling me we're not slaves? The 13th Amendment says that I'm not a slave and that you can't um, force me into involuntary servitude. But I've got, to out, I've got to fill out these forms. Well, no, you don't. You don't have to. They'll Why don't put you me stop? In, they'll put me in jail if I don't. What that's if they involuntary don't? Involuntary servitude. There are millions of people out there that don't f- uh, fill out their They the threaten to, forms. and that's the same thing. Mm. That's why I would be more in favor of a national sales tax. I mean, if they're going to collect it one way or the other, let's just pay for it when we buy the product. But then you're, then, ins- then you're just enslaving business owners. Well, no, because at least, see, then it gives us a choice that we don't have to buy the new car. We don't have to buy the expensive things. We can, uh, if we want to save on our taxes, we just buy either the cheaper brand or don't buy, you know, don't buy so many things to begin with. And at least it's an elective thing. And you don't have to sit there and, and spend hours and hours on the form. You just pay your 15 or 20 or whatever the percentage is, buy it and walk out the door. And now you're done. You don't have to think about it. Well, I, oh, I, I'd be thinking I about see it. some advantages to what you're talking about, but I proposed something a little earlier in the show, and I really think that this, if we're, if you're going to have something, uh, uh, you know, like a fair tax, a tax that's actually fair that doesn't, um, you know, that doesn't enslave the people, which talk about an oxymoron. In the case of sales tax, if I'm, you know, if I'm opening a, a store, if I run a store, then I'm forced to collect the sales tax for the government, and that makes me their slave, and I'm not anyone's slave, but. In the case of corporations, the corporations are government-created uh, entities, and I think that the government has the right, if there is such a thing as a government having a right, but the right to – it's the corporations are the government's creations, therefore they have the right – the government has the right to tax them. The, we – the government is our creation. It does not have the, the right to tax us. Bill? Well, I agree with you, but um – they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, you're right. That much is true. Thanks for the call, dude. Thugs okay. with guns. You're right. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. At least, at least, what your proposal with your proposal, Mark, and I, I can't agree. Obviously, governments can't possibly have rights. Only individuals have rights, and that's even in question as to whether or not those even exist. But, uh, but I, at least I, I see where you're coming from, and it makes sense. If you look at the founding documents of the country and what the founding fathers wrote. And you can actually see it in a number of constitutions, state constitutions as well. The intention or the concept behind these governments that we have is that they're, they exist by the consent of the governed. Therefore, people were here first, then governments were created by those people, and then government people created the idea of this corporation concept in order to insulate businessmen from liability. And so, therefore, the businessmen would actually be getting something in return for paying taxes. They'd be being insulated from liability, I guess, right? That would be kind of the service they'd right. be buying with their taxes. Whereas we don't really get anything. Or, or, you know, we don't really have the choice. I would like to choose to not 
use the government services. I don't want the federal government services, and so I actually have chosen to not pay them their, their extortion money. But most people are like you, Mark, and they're afraid to do that. They're afraid to step out on that limb because they're worried about what the men with guns might, might do to them and their livelihood. And, uh, you know, I totally understand right. where you're coming well, from. You know, when you're in prison, some people are brave enough to jump over the fence. Other people feel like they have something worth living for, and they would rather be set free. I'm demanding to be set free. You're jumping the fence. Well, I'm just acting as though I am free. I am uh, living my life as though I am a free person because I believe I am and should be a free person, and uh, I don't believe that I should be enslaved. Slavery is wrong. I agree and with I will, you. I will fight against slavery, and I'm glad I've got people like you still uh, agreeing with what I'm saying, even though you're not quite ready to take the same steps well, I have. You know, everybody's got different relationships, and I really can't do that. I can tell you that uh, if I stop paying income tax, my wife's still going to pay her income tax, and she right. you have to leave all the, pl- the same income that I do. You have to leave the plantation together. Right. And let's, that's not going to happen. Let's go to the phone calls and talk to Gary in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Gary. Yes, I was. Um, I wanted to ask about, uh, I'm going to school at a certain school. Okay. And um, uh, on a paper that they sent to the VA, uh to verify my going to, the month I was going to school uh, was incorrect. It took me forever and a day to find out about this, and this is the reason why I'm calling, because uh, of dealing with the VA long distances through the phone is crazy, yep. but, and it takes a long time. But um, also dealing with my dean, was he's a bullhead yep. um, who doesn't want to listen. You know, it's it's funny. Before you go on, it's it's funny how difficult it is for veterans to deal with the VA, but it sure wasn't hard for you to sign up, was it? <laughs> Sign got, up? Oh no! No, they got a great little system for signing you up and putting you out there, uh, you know, doing their work and uh, catching bullets. But they have a terrible system for uh, getting you medical care. They have a terrible system for getting you education. All these things they promise you in order to get you to sign up. So what happened with your dean? What was the issue you were calling in about? Well, the fact that he's uh, it took him forever to to get the information to me, and it took so long for him to fix his prop, the mistake that he made that um. That I ended up losing my the, my house because I was oh, God. renting my house, and two months uh, went by before I could figure out what went down, what was going down, and uh, so I'm out without a house because of this situation. So, is there anything that I could do in regards to this, or do I have any sort of a case with this situation? You know, who was paying the rent? I don't I don't understand how you lost your house. How exactly did that go down? I don't I don't get it. Well, it's just a you know, uh, the amount of money that I get is, the amount of money I'll get is a lot, but it's just. I'm still confused. I, I want you to clarify. Hang on, 800-259-9231. So you're a veteran, and you're going to school, and there's some paperwork snafu, or somebody didn't do anything in the uh, the right amount of time. Somehow that prevented you from having a house. That's what I want to try to get here in a few moments, and uh, we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind as well. 800-259-9231. Maybe it was some kind of veterans housing program. I, I don't know what they've got going on. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The live Saturday edition toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. 
and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us, including the wiki. Get interactive. Over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about and edit as much as you would like. wiki.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations, as well as see firsthand why Ron Paul loves New Hampshire and its activists. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. We go back to Gary in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Now, Gary, let me see. I, I must be missing something important here in your story because I want to understand it. You're a veteran. You're going to school. I presume that means college. And you had some issue with the dean at the school and the VA, both of them operating very slowly when you needed to get some, you needed them to do something for you. And somehow that translated into you not being able to have a house anymore. So what piece am I missing here? Gary? Um. I don't know what piece you would be missing except the fact that, I don't know, it just, just the process took so long. I just wanted to see if there was something that, you know, that I could do that to, since the process took so long for them to figure out the mistake that he made and causing, you know, causing problems within my own personal financial laws. But why did you lose the house? Was it because you all the money that you have comes from the VA and they didn't get you a check in time? What was the reason you don't have a house now? Because I wasn't able to make payments. Because you don't have a job or can't work or you expected well, money from the VA? Was it the VA that was paying for your, your rent? No, they was actually paying me for to go to school, which, you know, I used the money for school, for, um, you know, the school and all of the things that I need for school first, and then the rest of it I'd use it to... Or whatever else I need to use it. So, including rent, then. So, basically, you're living completely off of uh, Veterans Administration checks. Yeah. Okay. Well, unfortunately, I think you're SOL, my friend. I mean, I, I'm not a lawyer or anything like that, but I'm sure there are lawyers that have to de- that deal with Veterans Affairs. I would look into finding one of them and consulting with him and seeing what you can do. Uh, but I, you know, unfortunately, when you live at the dole of the government and the government decides that uh, you know they don't want to send you a check this month They're or not as quickly as or they not should. as quickly as they should, then you are just SOL. And I would recommend getting a you know getting a job or getting out there into the workforce and actually getting your own income stream that you can depend on. It's a shame that the the guy's been cheated, though. I mean, he signed up But that's what the government does. It cheats people. Thank you for the call, and good luck. 800-259-9231. You can't depend on the government. Remember, when you're talking about the government, you're talking about what's really nothing more than an organized gang writ large. It's, It's the biggest mafia in America, essentially, and they can make all kinds of promises... There's no there's no penalty when government makes a promise to you and doesn't keep it. Just look at the politicians. If you want evidence of that, mm. look at, you know, every four years, these, these you know, they're pretty much the same idiots, but they, they their faces change occasionally and the names change. But they're still the same fools saying the same things. Uh, these Republicans and we'll Democrats. We'll take care of this crap. We'll give you this free stuff. Yeah, free health care and free this and free that. Just elect me and we'll make changes. We'll give you safety from the bad people, whether they've got slain eyes or wear turbans or whatever it is, we'll right. keep you safe. And then everybody knows it about politicians. They know that when the politician finally makes it into office, none of the promises they originally made are kept, 
And they also know that nothing can be done about that. There's no way you can hold them accountable. You can't, you can't take the politician to court and say, hey, you promised me free health care. Even if you could, they would come up with some excuse. Well, this politician, uh, you know, they voted against me, blah, 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 Well, they blah, have blah. immunity as well, by the way. The yeah, president do, has absolutely. immunity, and you can't do, you can't touch them. It's the same thing with the rest of the government. The government, the other government organizations make promises. FEMA, for instance, here's a good example. Go and look at the just disastrous aftermath of the Hurricane Katrina incident. Now, Hurricane Katrina herself, if you will, was not the disaster. No. The disaster was the fact that the government... It was the uh, Army Corps of Engineers built levee system that... Uh, failed. ...was, here in, was yep. there in uh, New Orleans. Uh, I mean, for some reason, the people of New Orleans thought that it was a good idea to build a city 10 feet below the, the water line... And trust government with and keeping it dry. And trust the government to keep them from flooding. Well, the government failed, and... Who sued, has anyone sued the Army Corps of Engineers over right, that? Right. How many politicians have gone to prison for all those people that died and all that Property uh, I'm pretty sure Mayor Ray Nagan is still uh, in charge now. Well, there, I don't think that Ray fact. Nagan is, uh, you know, the one who would necessarily be responsible. Governor there. Blanco is still the governor down there. Nothing has changed. The George Bush of... is still the president. Right. Nothing has changed. People died. People lost their lives. There was a, a tragic call. We were taking calls from people during this. One of the stories was of some old folks in a retirement, see, not a retirement home, but you know, like a. Uh, not, I don't know if it was hospice, but it was some sort of a, a cripple care for old people kind of a, a unit. And they were stuck there because, well, they're not exactly spry and they can't exactly easily leave. And they were counting on their arrest, their wonderful rescuers in the government to come and get them. And one of the ladies, uh, the women in the, in the home, was calling her son to talk to him and find out when the help was coming. And he said, it's going to be any day now. They're coming. They're on their way. And they never came. Those people died. Hmm. They died. And that's not the only example. There is example after example of this government that promises to keep you safe. Oh, if a disaster strikes, don't worry. We'll send in the National Guard and the police and the Marines. And boy, look, they've got guns and camouflage, so they're going to keep you safe. But all they ended up doing was locking down the roads so none of the private companies like Walmart could come in and bring water and ice to the people that needed it. They sent trucks and trucks full of ice up to Maine for whatever reason. I'm <laughs> right, not sure. Trucks of ice to Maine for the uh, Katrina disaster. They, the, the number one thing was that they wouldn't let private people come in there and help others. They said, no, 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 we're the government and we're in charge here. We don't need you around. Get out of here. We've got it under control. And people starved to death. People drowned. People died as a result of them putting their trust into the government. You trust the government to keep you safe, you're going to be sorely disappointed. In the case of our last caller, you're out of a house. At least he's still alive. He can go on with his life and move on and do something uh, productive. As I said, you know, my, my suggestion to him was get a job and get an income stream you can count on. Yeah. You can count on the incomes. You you can count on your own work. You can't count on the government. Exactly. Let's continue with your calls. Bring up whatever you want. Let's talk to Dan in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Dan. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's on your mind? Uh, many things. I must say I was listening a while ago when you all got into it with, I think, the fellow from Florida or somewhere about the tax issue. Mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say on behalf of that that uh, CDs or DVDs have been sent to me um, and they tell you, you know, all throughout the movie that, yeah, you know, they can't prove it's a law that you have to pay the taxes and stuff, and so the government makes up false claims that you're a drug dealer or something like that and come busting the door down and, and do all sorts of awful things to you. 
Uh, here, here's my suggestion on the tax thing. If all Americans would join together and not pay their taxes, there's not enough government people to come and harass you and put you in jail You're like right. that. But it wouldn't even take all of them, uh, Dan. It would take just a small percentage. If, if 5% of Americans stopped paying taxes overtly and were very uh, you know, out front about it, then that would be that that alone would be far too many. There are more of us than there are of them. It's just that most of us are frightened to death of them. Amen. <laughs> that seems to be the issue. Um, also, I'd like to say I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the show Jericho. I don't watch I've, TV. I've, I've got the videos. Uh, I have the videos. I have not watched them. Well, the new season, I mean, has already started, and I mm. think they're fixed to end the season next week. Um, the show has come down to the point where they have said the R word, which is revolution, because of what's going on in America. But it's it's the show is basic just about to what's going on in today's time, hmm. you know. Well, I don't, and, you know, the term revolution can can be kind of, it can have a bomb-throwing connotation, and, and that's not what I want to see. I want to see people evolve rather than revolve. But thank you for the call, 800-259-9231. Evolve to the point where they can understand and agree, as they do in their private lives, that using force on your neighbors and your friends and your family members is unacceptable and wrong. Uh, so that's what we need to have people come around to the understanding that you can't use force on your neighbors for whatever the ends. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, you like Free Talk Live, well, go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchases. So start your shopping there, and you can get anything that you need for life. I mean, really, 41 categories to shop in, huge selection of products, and free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. Really, there's no really, there's no, not really a reason to shop anywhere else. But go ahead, check around. See if you can get a better deal at your local big box stores. I bet you'll come back to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com because the products are great, the brands you trust, and the prices are right. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter through that link, and we get a percentage. Let's continue with your phone calls. Uh, let's go to, I believe it is Scott in Canada on the amp line. Hello, Scott. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? What's on your mind, Good. sir? Um, I, I, I want to say I heard the Libertarian message about two years ago, and uh, since then I've been very excited by it. Okay. And I've, so I've been having some online discussions recently with someone else who called himself a libertarian. And I was really surprised that there are feelings on certain things that didn't seem at all in line with sort of what I thought libertarianism was. What's uh, one example? This whole other branch, right, that both uh, they call themselves consequentialists, where it's like the end justifies the means. Have you heard of this? Would that be utilitarian? I believe. Wouldn't that be utilitarian, Mark? Uh, well, that, that would be probably the uh, utilitarian. Yeah, utilitarian is like, the most good for the most people, right? Sounds like the... Yeah, uh, that's what it seemed like, yes. And I didn't see that, the difference between that and socialism, honestly. Well, well, can you give us an example of uh, where he would... You know, your differences were, with him were on an issue? Um, well, I, I mentioned about private charities. Uh, there was someone on disability, uh, um, you know, getting money from the government, uh, like 
$400 a month or whatever it is to, to live on, basically. Mm-hmm. I, and so I brought the, the point about how private charities would probably handle this better because they care and voluntary contribution, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and so he said I, I, I made him uh, ashamed to be a libertarian. Or he said, <laughs> yeah, I made him ashamed to be a libertarian and how he was sickened by this and stuff when this private charity crap and the, and the, the Ayn Rand crap, as he called it. And uh, He doesn't so sound like a libertarian to me. Well, Ayn Rand is not a libertarian. She's an objectivist, and there is a difference between the two. In fact, Ayn Rand didn't like libertarians uh, very well, much. Well, she felt they she felt like they had stolen her ideas. But classic <laughs> liberalism had been around for a very long time. It's true, and her ideas are not in line with true libertarianism. So it sounds to me like your friend um, is nothing at all like a libertarian, at least from what you've described. The idea that he doesn't support private charity—it's a very popular term right now. Yeah, uh, libertarian's a fun thing to call yourselves, and lots of people are doing it. Uh, Republican Republicans on the radio are calling themselves libertarians. Um, you know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. He, he, he's an older fellow, like probably about 10 years older than me, and it sounds like he has been called himself a libertarian for like 15, 20 years, it seems like. But that's why I was so surprised to see that it was so much different than, my, than what I thought it was. If, if he thinks but. that the government can solve uh, charity problems, then he's not a libertarian. Nope, sounds to me and like he's just another uh, communist or socialist or you know, like fascist, it. one or the other. And I just want to say also that uh, I'm also going to be running for the Libertarian Party uh, of Canada in the next election. I'm now officially running as an MP, member of Parliament. Well, oh, okay. excellent. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what your chances are there. I suspect they're. Oh, I suspect no chance. They're about <laughs> I don't as good have as they any, are here. <laughs> you know, grand delusions of winning is just be to get the message out there and do some activism stuff. Well, like that. Very good. I, I think that uh, another thing that you can do for activism is go to freestateproject.org and uh, sign up for the Free State Project. Um, that uh, you know. It, it, it's it, to me, it's the most likely thing to work. Doing something is better than nothing, and good mm-hmm. luck. And thank you for the call tonight. Let us know if you have any interesting experiences out there on the campaign trail. I definitely will. Thank yeah. you, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's frustrating as uh, as a libertarian when people are calling themselves libertarian and they have no real allegiance whatsoever to the message of liberty. And, the, and it's a simple message. Well, it's it, either agree or you disagree. And that, you know, the question you should ask yourself is, do you think products and services should be provided at the threat of violence? If you think yes, then you're not, a, you're not at all a libertarian. If you say no, then yeah, you're a libertarian. But yeah. the, the, the problem is that the term has lost what it's lost its meaning as a result of people like that guy was talking about adopting the term and applying it to themselves and going around calling themselves libertarians and then advocating government welfare or advocating war or advocating, you know, fill in your favorite government program here. And I'm sorry, that's not liberty. That's not libertarianism, and it's just it's just diluting our message, which is why I don't really like labeling myself that way anymore. I, I will agree to it if pressed, but I prefer voluntarist and free marketeer. It's much more accurate for my, uh, for my purposes. And somebody like that, I mean, how could you go around calling yourself a voluntarist and also at the same time saying that uh, you want government to coerce people into paying uh, taxes so you can give it to poor people? I I don't know. They, they might would, try it. <laughs> if it becomes cool enough. It, perhaps they will. I, I I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, you know, they could they could take the uh, the the line of thought that well, we want to get it's aggregate voluntarism. We want the most people to be have the most voluntary interactions as possible. So we're willing to shoot a few people in order to get that. Let's go to the phones, ladies first. Terry in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hello, Terry. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind tonight? Oh. I just had a question. Um, I just tuned in a little bit ago, and the, one of one of you guys, you said, does not pay your taxes. That's correct. And okay, 
that, I think that's just great. I really do. Thank you. But I just have a question. I bought a car, paid cash for it, went to the motor vehicle to get the title transferred over into my name. Mm -hmm. They refused to let me have that title because they said the IRS had put a lien on me, and until I paid the $187, I couldn't have the title to my car. Hmm. What did do you... you do when a situation like that happens? Who did you buy the car from? I bought it off of eBay, and I paid cash for it, so, you have so a... it came out of Ohio. You have a signed title from the, the, the individual um, from whom you purchased it, but yes. you, you couldn't get the title yes. in your name? No, well, not um, until I paid the tax bill. I have a uh, I have a truck that I purchased for the purpose of plowing snow out of my driveway. It it, it piles up pretty heavily here in New England, and uh, mm-hmm. I just have it signed by the individual, and therefore the the next person I give it to can sign it in that space, and I just put it in my strong box, and I don't have the title in my name. Do you understand? Oh, okay. You just so. Have you signed I the title see. yet? Yeah, I went ahead and paid it. I paid the oh. bill so that, uh, and then they said, uh, well, we'll have to, I called the IRS right there at the motor vehicle department, and it was a bill that I had tried to pay. They said I didn't know it and even sent me the money back. Hmm. And it ended up being over $300 with the penalty and interest. Crazy. Which was totally unfair. Yep. Um, but... For me to get the car registered in my name, uh, I mean, how would you, let's say I wanted to sell the car, I wouldn't I, I, you're just saying you just sign the title over to the new buyer? Yeah, if you wanted to sell it, it would be signed by the person from whom you purchased it. You wouldn't right. put your your signature on it, um, and you'd leave that blank, and then the when you sell it to the next person... They would be able to, if they chose to get the title in their name, they would be able to sign on um, the title, or they could just hold on to it. It's essentially a, uh, you know, it's a bearer bond for the vehicle. The problem here is also the fact that these government agencies, local, state, and federal, are interacting with one another and teaming up together to oppress us. And so right. the uh, the issue re- really is here. Uh, the issue is the fact that uh, people feel they need to go and pay the government to own a car. You know, you bought the car, yeah. you own it. As far as I'm yeah. concerned, you shouldn't have to, you know, send them any money to the government. Uh, in fact, just as an example, we have a guy here in New Hampshire uh, that is driving around with no car registration uh, whatsoever, and he was pulled over recently. He was given a summons. He showed up at the court. We all came with him. About ten of our activists came with him. Nobody stood up for the judge when he entered into, into the room. And this activist went up there and told the judge, look, I'm not going to pay your fines. I'm not going to register my car. I am engaging in civil disobedience, and my purpose here is to increase your costs of enforcement. And the judge let him out that, let him walk out of the room that day with oh. a suspended fine, and he's, he doesn't have to go to jail. He doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to pay the fine. Nothing whatsoever. What we're trying to do here is bring as many people that that love freedom together into the same place so we can opt out of this system and basically just say no to these government uh, thugs ruling over our lives. It's hard to do by yourself, though, so it helps to have other uh, like-minded individuals around. So what can you do in your case? I don't know. You can just drive, you know, and drive around and do what you're going to do, but you don't have a, a, a support crew there to help you out if something were to go wrong. So I would recommend you take a look online at Free State project.org do you have internet access 
No. Oh, no. no. I, not yet. No. <laughs> what is the phone number for them, Mark? There's a phone number, and I, I don't have it here. What we can do is we can get you the phone number for the Free State Project. It's uh, something you might want to look into. People that love liberty really need to consider this because now is the time to get active for freedom. The longer we wait, the more the tyranny is going to advance. Right. And I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to find that number here in a moment. So hang on. 800-259-9231. Going to get her in touch with the Free State Project. For the rest of you with Internet access, you can just go to freestateproject.org. 800-259-9231. That's our number. You can call in and talk about anything. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is coming up. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls. If we have a chance, I do have an interesting email about immigration that I'd like to get to, but your calls are primary, so let's go to the phones and the fun. Talk to Clarence in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Clarence. Hey, greetings, gentlemen. First Hello, time I've called into your program. Well, welcome. Been for a while. Thank you. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I find the uh, discussion very interesting. Uh, I'll preface my remarks by saying uh, when you talk speak of the federal government, uh, I can tell you a few things about it because I survived 34 years of it before I retired two years ago. You and sorry to hear about that. my sanity. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Who did you work for? I worked uh, for the Department of Defense. Okay. And uh, that was the main agency. And uh, it was at a military installation. Yes. That uh, that the whole uh, it, it 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 was amazing to see. Uh, I didn't catch on until my last four or five years. What do you I, mean? And my eyes finally opened. Plus, I started listening and you know to Patriot Radio and everything. When you say you oh. didn't catch on, what what do you mean by that? Well, I didn't catch on to it's a criminal enterprise from top to bottom. Uh, really, basically, I what, mean, uh, there was moral and ethical behavior going on there. Mm. Uh, there were people, I mean, doing criminal things. I mean, uh, outright larceny, uh, uh, supervision, and it's the sorriest that could probably ever be, with a few except, with a very few exceptions. I mean, uh, people that are just abs- abysmal supervision management. And if it had been a private uh, enterprise, it had been a private thing where they had to make a profit, they'd shut the place down 50 years ago. Because uh, you can't operate the way they did things. Certainly not. Waste, graft, uh, I could just go on. Yeah, know? and that's and just your bureaucracy. I mean, the, it's, just, just, it's the yeah. same way everywhere else in every other government department. And I tell you, this is a microcosm. If it's that way where I was, you know the entire federal government's that way from the very top to the very bottom. Mm. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. We've talked to former police officers. How high up in the ranks did you get when you were in there? I never got very high because I wouldn't go along. I was not a uh, win the click, and I wasn't a uh, a uh, say posterior kisser. Mm. You weren't a yes man. 
Nope. So what we've ta- when we talked to former police officers, they've told us that usually I did the, that too for about seven years out there. They've they've told us that in their experience, usually the worst rise up through the ranks. Would you say that's accurate from your experience? Absolutely. It it, it doesn't matter. And I believe me, they had for a while they had uh, civil service police officers, and I did that in the Air Force. That's how I got hired in. I did three years in the Air Force doing that. And I'll say I'll say one thing: the military has its own problems, but it's not anywhere near as bad as the federal bureaucracy. And um, at least they have some notion of of a meritocracy, where you can take a. It's not just on whether your boss likes you and you go out and work on their barn, or you know, uh, you know, come listen to their shortwave radio or talk on it and bring them a six pack of beer. It's not Mm -hmm. that. Uh, the, The military, you've got to you have to take a test to get promoted in the enlisted ranks, where I was. And at least that was the big part of it. Now, you still got to have to please your supervisor, but it wasn't diff- as difficult there. And they moved around a lot. Was no there anything in particular? Can't... Was there any event, any, any happenstance that uh, really clued you in? You said you went 30 years pretty much clueless. Uh, what was it that really kind of opened your eyes, or what began that process for you? Well, I, I started really looking around, and I thought, you know, here I am. I uh, hired in here as a GS3, and this will mean unless someone's a federal, they don't know the pay scales. And I retired as a WG6, and I mean, that's, <laughs> that isn't going anywhere, really, hmm. not very far. Whereas others that, you know, know how to, you know, play the system and play the game, or are willing to play the game and play play ball, they get ahead, you know, and they go up to the top or level, upper levels, you know. And I don't know that if there's any really one thing, it was just suddenly an awareness started coming around me that... Hmm. Uh, you know, this this whole thing out here is not uh, what it's uh, <laughs> what they present to the public. You know, and, what would you uh, say? Was, if, I mean, besides everything that you've said, and it's all been great so far, to people out there that are currently within bureaucracy, mm-hmm. would you would you you know give them any any uh, hints or tips or suggestions as to how to I don't know be more aware of what's going on around them, or do you believe that they're they are aware? Many of them are aware and complicit in it, and you know, they realize what they're doing that, is that's wrong. That's pretty much what it is, and it's like anything else, like this uh, Governor Spitzer, uh, Spitzer, whatever his name is, yeah. mm-hmm. thing is, I firmly believe that was done because uh, he stepped on some toes. And that's the new, new World Order's way of, you know, they made an example of him, you know. And not to say what he did was right, but they do that every once in a while, just to let people know that, yep, yeah, you know, we, it's like I where I was, you know, you can't get to those levels unless they have something on you. Interesting. They'll try to get you to do something unethical, and then uh, see if you'll keep it quiet and won't say anything. I figure, well, we can trust them to, you know, come into the fold here, right. and then you rise up. And I don't know about the the New World Order thing. It's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's sort of a, a conspiratorial thing, but I can tell you that everyone now and then, they'll be willing to throw a sacrificial lamb um, out there to, uh, you know, even, Yeah, even so, even if it's not, you know, right. that's like John Kennedy's assassination. I, that's there. There are things on there. He, he actually thought he was president, and he was going to change <laughs> the monetary system, and they didn't go for that. So that's yeah. The him. monetary systems uh, is is how the people in charge 
stay in charge. Yeah, I'm with you, right. Mark, in that you know the the term New World Order I think oversimplifies things, and really mm-hmm. what you're dealing with is a group of people that are in search of power. There's no real organization amongst them. There mm-hmm. might be some organizations between some of them, but they're all in competition to some extent for the power that they that they all want. So I don't think they all meet up together and have you know happy little picnics. And but uh, I can tell you who bears the onus every time, and that's us, the little guy. Yeah. So yeah. I think that you've got people in search of power that are willing to do things exactly like you suggested, and that is that you know the Spitzer guy probably it's crossed. Get along to go along. He probably crossed. Along. Yeah. He absolutely, and I've seen so many examples of it. As one example, there was a particularly corrupt sheriff in Florida. I I probably shouldn't name names because he's still the sheriff. But uh, in one of the counties in uh, in West Florida, the Delta Force, their drug task force, all of a sudden got in trouble for doing some very nasty things like planting drugs and you know what cops will do. But they got in trouble for it, and I thought to myself, you know, this is awesome. this is a little odd. Because I had heard that the uh, the sheriff in that particular town was the head drug dealer of the entire uh, the, the entire area. So I've heard the same. Why would his Delta Force be under investigation or be getting in trouble? And the answer, of course, is they crossed him. They did something that he didn't like, so he set him up for a fall. That absolutely has to be the case as to what would have happened because there would have been no other way for them to go down without his say so. That's the way it works. It is how that it works. I'm here to tell you. And I got one more thing I'd like to say right quick so I can let some other folks can get on the sure. line here. And this is about taxes. And that's when I, I kind of got in a little late here tonight. And that's when you're talking about taxes mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, I'm read, I'm going to read a little short deal, just a, just a paragraph. Okay. It's not that long. Out of, uh, uh, let me attribute this on uh, uh, Harper's magazine, you know, Harper's Monthly? Yes. Uh, the first uh, article, of th- this is done in a very sarcastic way about the guy says, this is why I pay taxes. All right, jump into it. we got about and a minute. You have to read the whole article, but I'm going to give you this. He said someday, you know, he, was, he tried to figure out how much of his tax he paid last year went to say, went to go for, say, uh, uh, ammunition and military adventures across the world and other stuff they do. Okay, he said, now they, now they, they, they don't know the precise figures they can't break it down for him but he said with their computer someday he said he said hopefully uh someday you'll be able to go to your mailbox and uh in this day and age of computer tracking and the ease with which taxpayers contributions might be tagged and assigned a dedicated purpose so that he might unfold and read through grateful tears something akin to the following this short little blurb here dear taxpayer your contribution this fiscal year was put toward the maintenance of an F-15 fighter jet, which on October 16th dropped a bomb in the town of Ramadi in Iraq, killing, among others, Mohammed Salih Ali, age 6, and Haifa Ahmed Fuad, age 8, mm. and Saad Ahmed Fuad, age 4. Mm. Little Haifa and Saad were sister and brother. You helped accomplish their deaths by a jet very similar to, if not exactly the same as, those that fly over the stadium just after the American Idol winner sings and the home of the brave at the Super Bowl. Thank you and congratulations. Thank you, Clarence, for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate it. And that's one of the many reasons why I refuse to participate with this federal government. I will not pay for violence. More on the way. You can take control. This is your show. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free 
Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. It is the live Saturday edition, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. So enjoy them, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version and a dial-up version, both free for you at freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls, and we'll talk to Bill in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Bill? Oklahoma Bill? Going once? Yes, I'm, yes, there I'm he is. Hello, Bill. What's on your yes. mind? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, I did have two things I wanted to discuss, but I think just for time purposes, we're just uh, on the minute one and go with the main the main meat of the of uh, what I had to say. Well, you know, you can um, always call back on another day and talk about the second thing. So uh, we'll go right ahead, sir. Okay. So uh, my question is uh, regarding uh, the free market and how it would handle a certain service. Okay. Now, I know that uh, you two are very fond of child protective services and <laughs> adult protective services. That's, uh, uh, there's a bit of sarcasm there, by the way, uh, in case anyone didn't pick it up. Yeah, j- just a little bit. Um, there, a, a story that crossed uh, my screen uh, today that really made me violently ill about a uh, 29-year-old uh, mentally uh, challenged uh, individual being tortured to death uh, in Illinois. You may have come across a story on the AP. You may not have. Um, she was uh, pocketing money from the government that she never did get to see because, well, her captives uh, took the money, spent it on God knows what, drugs, alcohol, whatever, right. uh, and proceeded to you know, basically abuse this girl to death. Um, my question is, how would the free market handle uh, being, you know, watch out for the people who can't watch out for themselves? Before we go on, I want to make sure I'm understanding the story because I did not see it. You're saying there was a 29-year-old woman who was being held captive by people, and they were taking her checks and using the checks for whatever and holding her captive? Yeah, well, uh, they were all living together in a home, and I guess it was a group of people living together um, – uh, basically, a bunch of people just moved in with this disabled person and took advantage of her, uh, took her money, uh, whatever little money she did get from the government, uh, they took, um, and uh, they physically abused this woman. They, uh, they embedded her with BBs. They uh, burned her with a glue gun. They, uh, oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's a real sickening story. And what uh, was your question? My question is, how would the free market address watching out for people who can't you know, obviously the government can't do this job correctly because this is what happens when the government takes control. Sure. Uh, uh, how would the free market go about protecting those who can't protect themselves well, in, in this particular there's situation? Sort of, there's, there's two things to respond to here. First off, this woman was a target because of the check that the government get, gives her, okay? The government, unlike a charity, just goes out and, and dishes out a check every single month. They could care less whether the, the, the woman's still alive, uh, you know, and she's in a vegetative state. They don't care what's going on with her. Whereas a charity um, is, is going to check on people that are in bad shape. It has a bottom line. It, it cares as well. Right. It, it, it absolutely does. And, it, it you know, they, they want to make sure that everything's going okay. One of the problems is the government wasn't checking on this woman. They were just sending her money. Yep. And so, therefore, these vultures were able to come in and, and uh, you know, pick at the carrion, as it were, and, uh, you know, torture her. They wouldn't have any reason to swoop in after, um, after this woman if she didn't have this check that was coming in from the government. Secondly, um, in, you know, in, in these particular instances, charities really would handle these um, circumstances. Don't you want to see this woman taken um, uh, good care of, Bill? 
Of course. I mean, even if the even if this person uh, happened to be a strain on tax dollars, quote uh, unquote, uh, nobody deserves to be treated in this manner. Oh and, no! I mean, no no! I would agree. And uh, at some point, somebody would have had to stop, uh, stepped in, and say, "Hey, wait a minute! This, you know, this isn't right. Nobody, not even an animal, should be treated this way." Nope. I, I, I totally agree with you, but you know the the fact is that you wouldn't you you don't want to see this happen, and neither do so many other decent Americans. Remember, we are the most charitable nation on the face of the earth. When nine uh, eleven occurred, people sent millions. When Katrina occurred, people sent millions. And you know, once when you can get get the government out of the situation, and you know the way it screws all this stuff up. People would send all this extra money that they had in taxes because the government wouldn't be dishing out this stuff and then taking 70% right off the top, which is what they, you know, they do in, in welfare circumstances. It costs 70% for them to run their, you know, for the middle class bureaucrats that run these systems that make sixty dollars to $80,000 a year working for the federal government. Whereas uh, in private charities, those people don't make that kind of money at all. Bill, great call tonight. Thank you for making it. 800-259-9231. Hopefully that answered the question, but just to delve in a little further, you have to look at the motivations as to under, to understand why a charity would treat a, a woman like that differently than the government people would. Look at the motivations. Government doesn't have an incentive to care. Government doesn't have a, you know, a motivation to check up on people. As long as you filled out the paperwork correctly and you qualify, they'll cut you the check every mm-hmm. single month. And there's nobody checking up on on anyone because it doesn't matter to them. It's not their money. The government people didn't earn the money. It was just and doled it be, out maybe to Maybe they do care. They're not incentivized to care, though. There may be some individual caseworkers that, that care, but many of them can get away with uh, you know collecting a paycheck without giving one wink of a damn. So in the charity They're paid to care, and they may very well not. In a charity situation, there's no guaranteed money to start with. With the government, mm-hmm. guaranteed funding every single year, no matter how bad your agency is operating. In fact, with government, if your agency operates uh, bad, they usually get more. Right. Uh, so in the charity world, you start from zero. And you have to earn all of the money that that you that you end up handing out to people. So therefore, you have to earn that money based on merit. You have to show people what your plans are, what you're doing to make a difference, how your charity is better than the other charities, why your charity deserves their dollars. You have to compete with the other charities in order to get people's dollars. Then, once you finally get the dollars, because step one is just getting the dollars, then step two is determining how to distribute those dollars mm-hmm. effectively. And if you're a charity, you can't afford to just cut checks to anybody that says, hey, I need a check over here. Uh, what you want to do as a charity to ensure that you you know, continue to get contributions because people are watching you and they're, they care about what you're doing, they care about how you're spending their money because they've chosen to give it to you, unlike mm-hmm. the government that takes the money, the charity then has to be very careful about who it's helping out. The charity wants to help people that really need help and wants to avoid helping, you know, helping or giving money to right. people that don't need it. Nobody wants to be jilted. Nobody wants to, and the charity doesn't want to get scammed either. And there are people out there that would like to scam. Right, that money's a, too valuable. Right, so what they'll do is they'll accept an application from someone, says, hey, I've fallen on hard times, I need some help just to get me through the next couple months, I'm looking for a job. And they'll go and they'll interview that person and they'll say, okay, well, let's, you know, they're going to have requirements. And different charities will have different requirements, but some of those requirements could be, okay, well, we need to see that you filled out applications and we need to, fu- you know, find out who you're applying with and we're going to follow up and we're going to call these places and make sure that you actually are applying at them. And, you know, they're going to verify your claims. You're 
You're going to make claims if you want that, that check, and they're going to make sure you're telling the truth. And if you're not, if they find out you're not telling the truth, no check for you. And so if you get a check the first month, the next month, don't expect it's going to guarantee you get another check. They right. might send a caseworker out every week to follow up with you to see how you're doing on your, you know, looking for a job. How, what's your status like? Why aren't you out there every single day? Why aren't you, you know, taking these extra steps? And they'll have programs that people can plug into to help them with these things. The, the charities care. It's their business to care because if they aren't caring, if they're not doing their job, then people like you and I, Mark, who would give the money to the charity, will say, "No, nah, we'll take our money somewhere else." Another charity, the one that the one that does the work. Exactly. So the marketplace will actually take care of people better if we just let it do it. Get the government out of the way. More on the way. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition, and you, as always, can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy them on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include, by the way, the updates you get on the list. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates freetalklive.com to get on that list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. By the way, your e- email addresses will not be sold, and they won't be spammed. You'll just get Free Talk Live news, and that's it. So, updates.freetalklive.com. Uh, we go to Vince in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hello, Vince. Hello, Mark. And Ian, how are you doing this evening? Just Good, sir. great, sir. What's on your mind? Listen, I got one here for you. And this is kind of a disturbing thing. But uh, not the... The Hendricks County Court here upheld the uh, Plainfield, uh, Indiana's ban for keeping sexual predators out of public parks. The court upheld that that ruling, or mm. said it was constitutional. <laughs> it was based on this guy who doesn't have a name. He's John Doe, and that the reason of that being because an earlier court order, because of he feared public identification would open him and his family. For harassment, hmm. and that, now, if a man commit, if a, if a person commits a crime, that should be a matter of public record. It absolutely should. And Normally, I mean, it's very are, public. I mean, this has got is a uh, supposed sex offender, right? Mm-hmm. Normally, well, those no, those records convicted. are public. Oh, he was convicted back a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and he got out of uh, prison by being a role model prisoner. Very strange. So why would the government give him a pass, but yet all the other sex offenders, they have to have a website dedicated to them? Well, no, he's on the sex offenders registry. What he is, what they're challenging is the constitutionality of the uh, the ban, number one, but not to release his name. And, you know, because the earlier court records had sealed his name. So, wait a minute, I'm confused. Hold on a second. Vince, 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 I want to make sure I'm clear on this. You're saying that his name is public on the sex offender website, but they're challenging the constitutionality of the ban on sex offenders going to parks. What's the part about them not releasing his name? Why? There's a disconnect there for me. I'm missing a piece of information. Well, they have his name, but they can't. What you have to be is a interested party or have a valid so-called business license or business purpose 
have his name. See, they're trying to protect these people by not putting their names on the, you know, the actual, they put them out there as far as court proceedings. But this, this is a whole list of things that they are trying to keep private from people because of, of fears of uh, public harassment and safety for the people. So is it this I guy? This, hold on a second, Vince. Is it this guy that is bringing the case, this anonymous guy? He brought the case against the public parks ban? Yes, he did. And so as a result of him bringing that case, he was able to keep his identity secret? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, as a result of the earlier court order, as you know, when he was convicted of the... Uh, he was convicted of child molestation and indecent exposure in front of a child. And but he okay. So you're saying he his name is available on the child offender website? Yes, in Indiana. So I don't understand why is this a, why is this a secret if his the, name the is papers public? Won't, won't put it out there. You know the, the, the is it is it possible that he could receive? Extra problems for filing the lawsuit. I'm like, I don't think that the sex offender should have to re- um, to reveal his name to file the lawsuit in order to um, you know whatever lawsuit he's filing. And I I don't feel like it's a frivolous lawsuit, so I should you know a, a court should rule on it. And and as long as he's being identified in the same manner as all the other sex offenders out there, I I guess I really don't see a problem with this, Vince. Yeah, he's not though. He's being by court order. They couldn't they couldn't reveal his name. They couldn't. Well, I don't see any but reason why. They left it as a John Doe case. And well, you're saying well, that this is case, outrageous, right? In the case, I don't think it needs to be revealed. Because why it's not? not? It's a public case. It's not all the sex offenders that well, are bringing it. I'll give you something that they do seal. And this is another example. Um, and this is crimes or even driving or, or car accidents or anything else. Or where young kids commit crimes against adults. Those records are sealed. You're not... If you're the victim of a crime from a, a young kid, you don't get to know that vic- or that, that perpetrator. Right, that much is true. That, now, I mean, Vince, are you saying that this? Note. You're saying that this is outrageous and that this man's identity should be available because it's a public court case, right? Yes, it's a public court case, and people have that, that, that fundamental freedom to know because this is what I've been trying to say to you guys. You know, you know, our freedoms in the courts are being really eroded away. Yeah, I'm with you on I mean, that one. And, and, you know, and I think this is just one example, you know, where, and this is why our censorship keeps going on and on and on. This is legalized censorship. Thank you for the you call know, tonight, Vince. We, we, we appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a so-called public court system, yeah, someone files a, a suit, then it should be a, a publicly known suit. Well, I can tell you, I don't like the uh, the sex offender registry in the first. Oh, place. I don't either. I um, I I think that if a man does his does the does the time, he should be uh, able to go on with his life uh, thereafter. You know, and the idea is that sex offenders are somehow more recidivant than uh, other offenders out there, or they're more dangerous, or more perverted, or whatever. And they're not more recidivant, um, more dangerous, perhaps, maybe, uh, but they don't have a murderer's registry. Many of them move on with their lives and get right. families and it, children. It seems like it makes it more difficult for these people to move on with their lives, and yes. I don't think that, that we should do that. We should make it – they deserve a fair shake. Once they're out of prison, they deserve to be able to go on and make a real life for themselves. Otherwise, what do you what are you driving them to do? You're driving them to commit more crimes, right. and therefore, you're driving them to hurt more people. 
Well, yeah, if you can't have, if you've gotten out of prison or whatever, and you can't really have true freedom again after that fact, for the rest of your life, you're followed with this sex... Because some busybody is always going to be looking at a website to right. see whether, you know, you, you show up or not. You've got this and, sex and offense. And you never know what kind of sex offenders out there. A lot, a great deal of the states are not clear as to what kind of sex offenders. So it could be somebody who was peeing behind a tree at a golf course. Yeah, well, it ranges from child molestation all the way down to, you know, public urination. And the idea that they're all the same is absurd, of course. It's absolutely absurd. But that's how they're treated. They're all treated the same. And so, the, you know, these people get out of jail, and they've got this sex offense hanging over their head for the rest of their lives. In many cases, in some areas of the country, you can't go, as, as Vince was saying, you can't go into a public park. You can't go enjoy a nice day in the park. Look at the, uh, you know, look at the trees and stuff. can't do that because you made a mistake in your past. Right. And And, and I think that... That part's ludicrous. And in some cases, you can't live in certain areas. If you're within uh, X amount of feet from a school zone, or in some cases, bus stops. Yeah. There are some cities. (laughs) There are some cities. Try to get within 1,000 feet. uh, Try not to be within 1,000 feet of a bus stop. Right. Well, of a park, yeah. of a school, of all these things. You I mean, can't. It, what you end up going to, uh, you know, you're doing is you're going to be ma- making a, a a ghetto for sex offenders. That's in, what is in happening. A particular town. Who I wants d- that? I don't remember the city, but there are a handful of them out there. At the very least, maybe they're more than a handful. I don't know, but we've certainly heard stories where they have made it so sex offenders, so-called, can't be within a thousand feet of a uh, a school bus stop or a park or a school. And or a church, and so therefore, if you if you take a map and you draw you know circles around all of the different bus stops in the town, you'll find that indeed you really can't even live within the the city limits, basically, and that the sex offenders were ended up being driven out to the outskirts of town. Those that wanted to bother staying there and working there, and why they would want that, I don't know, but they wanted to stay there, so they had to drive drive them to the outskirts of town where there was like a, a motel. Or trailer park or something like that out there, and they were they were all living in the same motel together. Oh God! So you have these sex offenders; they're all being forced by law to essentially live in close proximity to one another. Now that can't make for a, a good situation. I mean, who could possibly say this is a good idea? Yeah, let's let's put the sex offenders together and have them be friends with one, one right, another. So they make some kind of gang, yeah. some roving pervert gang. Hang out. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. You want to talk sex offense, immigration, whatever you want, this is your show. You can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Only moments remain in this, the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Perhaps you might own a company that's struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from your principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies in the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of the page. That's SACL CAI. All right, 800-259-9231. You know, I had this immigration email, but it's I think it's a little too long. 
I'm going to hold off on that. Maybe we'll do it next week. Uh, it's definitely something I want to save for a Saturday show because it's juicy. It's controversial. In the meantime, we go to a different email. It's a little lighter on the issues from Brandon. He says uh, he's following up. He sent us an email earlier this week asking some very basic questions about libertarianism because he's new to the movement. And he says, I'm looking for clarification on exactly what you envision for the government. Oh, excuse me. That was his email from earlier this week. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> Let's try this. He says, I... Uh, he says, even in a true market, free market society, there has to be some way to redress grievances. I've heard you guys mention suing on the show, but without the government and legal system, there is no way to sue someone. What sort of way would someone have of righting a perceived wrong in the society you envision? Now, wait. Just to be perfectly clear, I, I, I'm i fine with the court systems the way they are. I, you know, I think that there can be improvements, but... Uh, y- Ian, you you prefer uh, arbitration. I think that arbitration should be open to people, and they should be able to, uh, you know, use uh, different alternatives to the court system. But no. what is it you perceive? Right. In a free market society, is what we're talking about here. He says. Uh, so, what is the? How would you fight uh, right a perceived wrong? Would it be a revamped version of what we have now? Some sort of extensive boycotting system, or perhaps some kind of militia? And how would you keep things like monopolies from forming? Well, now that's a totally different question. We'll start with the the court thing. Uh, How would you right a perceived wrong? Well, in the absence of government courts, the marketplace would fill that function. And this kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier tonight, the idea that uh, when we have government inspections, we have a monopoly on inspections, in that the government is the end-all, be-all of inspection services. Similarly, the government is the end-all, be-all of uh, court and resolution services. And so all I'm talking about is expanding that out to the the free marketplace and allowing people to actually compete in these areas. Now, it's true. You can have private inspections just as you can have private arbitration today. In fact, if you look at uh, uh, maybe your cell phone contract or uh, maybe one of the business contracts that you're in, it may actually specify the American Arbitration Association as your arbiter. It may actually say in your contract that you agree to not take this contract or any disputes about this contract to a government court. Right, You've because it's expensive, that. inefficient, and takes forever, and, and you know nobody wins in court. That's true. So you've actually agreed in your contract to take your disputes to a third party, to, a, uh, to an arbitration group. So it goes on today. What I'm proposing is happening today, and the reason why they have such good business is because government's so awful at it, because government's so expensive and so slow, mm-hmm. and if you want you know, a decision to be made, you better be prepared to wait and uh, you know, keep your fingers crossed. Because if you're not politically connected or, uh, you know, you don't know the judge or whatever, you, your chances are you never know in the, in the government court. Whereas the arbitrator, he, it's his job to satisfy both parties. The arbitrator's job is to come up with a decision that satisfies both of the, uh, the people that are, that are involved there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have chosen the arbitrator in the, in the first place. And, in, again, in the marketplace, there would be more than just the American Arbitration Association. As far as I know, there might be more than that today. Well, the definition of a compromise is uh, both people are not satisfied. But it, 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 yeah, I think that uh, you, you do see better results a lot of times with arbitration, as long as the arbiters aren't purchased by um, the, you know, one of the parties. When you, when you have the, uh, the cell phone company's arbitrators uh, you know, settling your dispute with the cell phone company, Things can go poorly. Well, yeah, if your cell phone contract specifies that your arbitration company is going to be Sprint Arbitration Services, right. Yours then, then you shouldn't be signing that agreement. Now, if you still enter into that agreement, well, hey, that's what you agreed to, right? 
but so what we're talking about here, what I'm talking about, is having arbitration services being your only option, where when you enter into a contract, you would specify the arbitrator in advance. And uh, you could specify multiple arbitrators, in fact, if you wanted to. You could have uh, different levels of appeal. So you could go to the first arbitrator, and obviously it's going to cost you money to go to arbitration. Whoever loses is going to have to pay. So if you win, you're fine. But if you lose, you're going to have to pay your costs and the costs of the, you know, the court and the costs of the other guy, too. And so, therefore, to appeal that situation, you're also risking paying more money by going up to the next arbitration level. Uh, but you can, and you can build all that into your contract. Well, you might say to yourself, well, what about, you know, what about violent crimes? I mean, it's, it's one thing to have a business dispute. That I can understand. But, but what about real criminals? And that is a good question. Uh, in that particular case, what you could do is you would take whoever it is. That you'd ha- probably have some sort of insurance company, uh, protection agency investigating the crime. Presumably you'd figure out who did the, the crime because if you don't know who it was, well, you can't take anybody to court. And usually so, they, uh, you know, th- that's how most crimes are here in the United States. Most crimes go unsolved. The, the police, uh, I think their solve rate on murders is below 20%. I can't believe that. Just as an example. Uh, so, so okay, so you find out who the criminal is, and you've got some evidence. Because if you don't have evidence, well, you might as well not bring him into court, right? I and mean, you, You've got to have a case. If you don't have a case, then you're just going to throw money down a hole, and it's not going to look good for you. So you've got a case. Your protection company says, yeah, we've got evidence. You know, this, we've got video footage of this guy stealing your TV. Let's just say that's what it is. And uh, so it's, it's an ironclad case. Now all you have to do is get this guy into court. Well, why would he want to go into your arbitration court? I mean, he knows he stole your TV, right? And he may even know there's evidence against him. So why would he want to go in there? Well, well he probably wouldn't. Well, he would want to because of the situation in society. If people don't go to arbitration... They don't. Uh, if they don't, uh, you know, defend themselves, then it's going to ruin their reputation. He, you know, he's going to get away with your TV. But if you had insurance, the insurance company has paid you for the TV already, and it's actually the insurance company that's taking this guy to arbitration and not you. So if you've got an, if you've got insurance against crime, and you're offended against, the insurance company pays out, and then the insurance company takes the criminal to court. Then it's the insurance company's problem if they don't pay. Understand that part? So the insurance company takes the guy to court, and he agrees to come in because it's in his best interest. Because if he doesn't agree to it, his reputation takes a huge black mark, and then anybody that wants to, uh, then, then anytime he goes to get a job or rent a house from somebody or do something in society, they're going to check his reputation just like many places check credit scores today. They're going to check his reputation and say, uh, we see here that you were accused of stealing a TV in 2004, and you didn't go to arbitration for that. That's okay. We don't want untrustworthy people working for us. Thank you, but no thank you. You know, I I don't know about your system, but I totally can see a system of bounty hunters where they would be absolved of guilt if they had video um, of, you know, trying to bring someone in and that person didn't want to go to court. I mean, who but a guilty man would not want to go to court, especially if it was a fair court. Right. I can totally see that uh, that an arbitrator would find a bounty hunter who uh, shot a guy who was trying to run away from him and not go to court um, from trying to bring him in. 
I think when you're dealing with uh, bringing someone into court on a on a situation where violence would be warranted, only if that person was actually violent and dangerous would that probably be that acceptable. That would be the sort of right. That would be the sort of um, situation, and an arbiter would decide those things. But, but just somebody but who stole. I don't. It. Propo- I don't. I, I don't know about this particular um, you know free market system. I know it's scary. It's a new idea, but it's. That's I think that it's the weakest portion of this. Uh, no. I don't government. think it's. I don't think it's weak at all. I think it's a system that makes sense. It's. Uh, it's certainly far better than uh, than the current governmental system that. That we have, which you know, you're lucky if you even get your case heard, uh, and in a, in a decent amount of time. And that's the other point about this: the arbitrators are competing in the marketplace on factors that the government normally disappoints you on. The arbitrators will satisfy you. The arbitrators will want to get your case heard, you know, that week or the next day or as soon as as possible. Yeah. Whereas the government could care less. Oh yeah, you got a right to a speedy trial, but good luck actually trying to get one. Uh, so they would com- they would be competing on speed of trial, speed of service, satisfaction of service, mm-hmm. satisfaction of the the verdict as well. Because if you find out that there's an arbitrator that's not doing satisfactory uh, satisfactory verdicts, you're not going to want to go with them. In which case, let's say you're someone who's wrongfully accused. Let's say someone accuses you uh, accuses you. And this have to be quick of stealing something. And you don't want to go to their arbitrator because you don't trust them. Well, what you would do is you'd hire your own arbitrator, and then the two arbitration companies would have pre-existing agreements with one another. They would hire a third arbitrator, and that third arbitrator would arbitrate the case between the two arbitration companies. So there are ways in the marketplace to handle all of this. We just have to let it work. We have to let freedom actually happen to have the marketplace come out with all this. And this is just, you know, some ideas. How it would actually play out, that's up to the people in search of profit in the market to decide. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will join you Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great and safe and fun rest of your weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.